Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the reaction episode, the Citrus Bowl. Uh, before we obviously get into it, uh, let's get to the uh, the maintenance or the housekeeping, whatever you want to call it. Uh, YouTube, I want to set up a YouTube. I already got the YouTube channel going, but I'm changing some things up. I've been trying to figure out how to make it more effective. Um, but I'm going to start doing some little short pieces that I put on there uh, for basketball. Uh, I will continue to live tweet. Also, go ahead and check me out on the Instagram and the Facebook, as my parents would call them. Uh, same title, Michigan Maniac Podcast. Uh, that's where I make my own memes and stuff. I mean, you know. It's not artisanal or whatever you want to say or any type of original bullshit, but I, I find some of them kind of cool. The one that I did with uh, Cam McGrone and uh, Wolverine, I thought that was pretty neat. Check it out. Uh, also, if you just want to contact me, talk about, chop it up, see what we got to say about whatever, Michigan, it's where you can hit me up there. I love talking to everybody. I think it's fantastic. I, you know, it's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, also, the... Uh, promotional thing that I have found is the most effective and the one I love doing is this goes for all new listeners or just hell anybody if you haven't given a review go give a review on the Michigan Maniac fan page on Facebook or give a review on iTunes slash Apple podcast same thing hit me up then on the DM let me know your full name your address and which platform you did it on and I will send you a free Michigan Maniac logo uh, sticker it's fantastic high quality uh, I love getting my name out there and yeah I think you'll love them so let's get into this right uh, kind of went to the way we thought right I mean uh, I picked 3124 Bama uh, because I was worried that our defense would be fraudulent, and and they kind of, man. Here's the thing: there's two things that happened in this game, and why we are fucked, right? And I'm not going to say the refs because I'm not. That's that roughing the passer call was ridiculous. But eight overthrows by Shea Patterson is ridiculous. Uh. So if you guys have been listening to the podcast this whole season, I have been screaming about what a lousy quarterback Shea Patterson is. I refer to him lovingly, or his gameplay lovingly, as the fart in the elevator. I call him fumbles. I have I have said numerous things and pointed out everything that happened today in this bowl game. Everything. Um, but here's the thing, right? He is a kid that, when he gets on a roll, needs to stay on a roll. Because if he doesn't, if there's any lapse of time in between one game to the next, more than a week, he reverts back to his uh, factory setting, and that's what you saw today, right? Because let's say we played Bama the week after Ohio State. I think Shea makes most of the throws that you saw him awfully, I mean, just so poorly overthrow today. I think he makes some of them. We still lose because, let's face it, at the end of this, uh, Don Brown, 
I love him. I want to run through the wall for him when I hear him speak and get all excited. I, I, I love that. Um, but he needs to go. But before we get into that, let's finish with Shea. Shea isn't a guy you pin your whole program to. And I don't know why Harbaugh, when it was obvious in the second half that Shea didn't have it, why he still kept him in the game. Shea is not one of those guys. He's had a great run. Three weeks in a row, fantastic gameplay. So that's why I say if he would have been in like the, the week after Ohio State, he would have thrown for over 300 yards, maybe two touchdowns. We still would have lost, but it wouldn't have been his fault. You wait a month, you give that kid a month, and he reverts back to the factory setting. And that's overthrowing kids. Uh... I mean, in just the worst way possible. Uh, he fumbled once because he 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 doesn't see the plays. I don't I don't know what I don't know what it is about his factory setting where the blinders come back on and he can't see shit. I don't know what it is. Is it because they say he's six two? I doubt that. Uh, he's more like six foot, but. Is it because he can't see over the lineman? Is it because when he sees or feels pressure, he becomes blind? Is it because he doesn't trust his arm? I don't know what the fuck it is, but that factory setting fucks him up. So he had a month to reset, and that fucked us. He started off slow, he got a little bit warm, and then the halftime came, and he came out, and he looked like complete and utter dookie. Just dookie. Then we'll get off Shea because he was a big part of why we lost. But... You you have to throw the main reason on our defense, and the one person the the problem for this is Don Brown. I hate I hate to say that because, like I said earlier, I want to run through a fucking wall for that guy because you listen to him and you see how pumped up he gets and how crazy he is. You're just like, yes, I fucking believe in this man. But his stubbornness is his downfall. He refuses to change things up. There is no doubt. And it was apparent to anybody who has two eyes and can comprehend football. That those wide receivers, Jerry, Judy alone, was is a phenomenal talent. And they've got four of them. Four just outrageously great wide receivers and for us to continue to do man on man or whatever the fuck they were doing today was never going to happen now maybe this was a fight we could have never won because if you think about it you if you do man on man we're screwed if you did anything else we couldn't put more people to double team all of them but for fuck's sake, you couldn't tell the speed difference between Jerry Judy and even our fastest guy, Daxon Hill, looked slow to Jerry Judy, Ruggs. I mean, poor Lavert Hill. I mean, people are bagging on this kid, but I'll tell you, Mac Jones played one hell of a fucking game today. This kid was threading the fucking needle. I mean, go back and look at some of those passes he threw. And after, I mean, with pressure in his face, pressure in his face, he still threaded the fucking needle. I mean, hitting Jerry Judy 
and, where Jerry Judy didn't even have to break motion on what two or three of the passes that kid caught, and the one where oh God was it Jerry Judy was it Devonta Smith, where uh, Lavert Hill was right there centimeters away, fingertip away from breaking that pass up, but the kid caught it. I mean, Mac Jones played out of his fucking mind today. Out of his mind today. So, I guess you can say, well, if that's the case, we were just outmanned, and no matter what Don Brown does, uh, we were just going to lose this game because we don't have enough talent. Um, I don't know. I still think Mac Brown, I'm not Mac Brown, Don Brown's got to go. I love the guy, but what does he offer? He He can't come up with a great defensive scheme for the big game, the elite teams, right? He just can't. He is great at bully ball. He's great at, I have the most athletes on my defense and we're going to make you pay. He does great at that. But as soon as the talent is level, the when water finds its level, he can't match it. He can't figure it out. Whatever he, maybe he's too old school. Maybe whatever it is, he can't do it. And it's become apparent with the the last two years of being completely blown out by Ohio State, and then uh, this this year against Bama, and then also. Or maybe if it's, if it's not Don Brown, then who is it? Who's the who's the? Oh God, I wish I would have wrote down his name because I can't remember it now. The the coach for the defensive backs. Maybe it's his fault too, right? What are we looking at here? Because the defensive backfield is a was the number one reason why we lost all three of those games this year. All three. Now you can say you can pin it on the defensive line. They didn't get pressure, so therefore you leave the defensive backs on an island to deal with that. And if you allow that to go too long, you're setting them up for failure. I get it. But if you know that then, and you know you're going against talented wide receivers, then where is the defense that handles that? Because last time I checked, other teams have been able to handle Bama. They lost twice this year. Granted, Bama scored 40 points in both of them. So, see, I want see the more I talk, I try to convince myself that that we need to make changes. But then again, look, Al, I mean Auburn fucking scored over 40 points against them and beat them. Fucking LSU scored over 40 points and beat them. But still, Alabama scored in the 40s both times. I think. So they're they're talented regardless. So I think we were just we we were outmanned in this. We it would just became so obvious. My butt would pucker every time I saw that Alabama was going to go for a long pass because I didn't think our our cornerbacks were going to be anywhere near our their fucking wide receivers. I didn't think so. And then Aubrey, I mean, I hope Aubrey Thomas. Aubrey, Ambry Thomas. Sorry, obviously, you know, I get a little gooned up during the game, so this has been one hell of a day for me. But Ambry Thomas uh, said, well, hey, you know, I'm going to... Well, he didn't say this, but this was the uh, the assumption, is that he was going to see how he played against first-round talent, and he didn't do well. None of them did well. And it showed. I mean, Amory Thomas had the angle on Jerry Judy, and Jerry Judy ran past him, 
as if fucking Thomas had concrete shoes on. Concrete shoes on. That's how fast Jerry Judy is. And Amory Thomas is considered one of our fastest teammates. Or one of the fastest guy on our team. Daxton Hill couldn't keep up with fucking Jerry Judy. I I just, I don't... I still want to get rid of Don Brown. Uh, just because I think maybe new blood changes a lot of it. Um, he's stubborn. He doesn't, he doesn't get... Whatever we're doing is already figured out by the elite teams, right? And I know there's a talent gap because, let's face it, Alabama has been recruiting five stars. If you get one five-star uh, recruiting class, that's usually a win. They're getting like two to four to five every recruiting class. Now, that obviously changes, but still, that's where they're at, and we are lesser. So... I think Don Brown's got to go. Change it up. Chris, keep Chris Partridge with us. Keep him in the family. Keep him away from old Miss. Let's see what he has to do. But also, I'm glad that the Shea Patterson era is over. I'm glad it's over. I don't know what dirty pictures or what blackmail the Patterson family must have on Harbaugh to... Uh, for Harbaugh to be so in love with a kid that was not playing well today. He just was not playing well. I know he had 230, what was it, 233 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. And you can say Nick Eubank probably ran the wrong route on that interception. Obviously something broke down because even Shea is not that bad of a quarterback, right? But when you see it happening, so this... There's just so many questions. It's like, so if you're so, so, let's say that he's not being blackmailed. Obviously, for comedy reasons, blackmail is just a, it's funny. It's a joke. Whatever. So does that mean that Harbaugh doesn't believe in his other quarterbacks? Why did he stay so long with Shea Patterson? There's just so many questions I have about this team at this point in time. And they and all the questions just filter into two categories: our defensive backfield. And our quarterback. And then what are the reasons or uh, the byproducts of all this, right? Um, I think our running game is going to be great. I really do. I love watching Charbonnet. I love watching Haskins. I think they're going to be better next year. Um, I think it's hilarious to think that any one of our wide receivers could ever think about going into the NFL right now. I don't see it. Um Nico Collins, sometimes I think he, he looks disinterested. But then again, I can't blame him. Because when you run routes and you get open and your quarterback doesn't see you and refuses to throw the ball to you even if he does see you, it can get frustrating. Sometimes I do think I look at Nico Collins and I can read his mind when he's looking at Shea Patterson like, this motherfucker here. What am I doing with this motherfucker here? I can see that. I mean, I can almost feel it. And it's got to be disheartening as a wide receiver to see that, to feel that, to know that, right? When you run a route and you try to get open and your quarterback doesn't see it. I mean, poor Josh Gaddis called fantastic game today. And then it was like Shea Patterson shoved his head right up his own ass and refused to see it like some 
uh, ostrich that was obsessed with shoving its head up its own ass instead of the sand. I mean, it, it was shocking to me watching this. Like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I just, I couldn't believe it. So that makes me think. So then, what for next year, right? My, my, I mean, I can give you stats of what this game is, but we all watched it. We all saw what happened. I mean, it was a great first half, but if you don't score touchdowns, you can't compete with Alabama. You can't compete with the Clemsons of the world. You can't compete with the Ohio States of the world or the LSUs. You cannot do it when you're in the red zone and you choose to go for fucking field goals. You cannot do it. Ask Ohio State how that went. <laughs> it was great to watch him fucking lose. And then what's even been better is to watch the meltdown of the fucking fan base about bad calls. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. And it makes me sad to only be finding out about Twitter right now, but thank you college gods, college football gods for helping me see that now. I mean, it was fantastic to see the meltdown. But it's true. When you're playing with the true elites in anything in life, if you decide to go for the layup or the fucking sure points, you will get fucked because they don't do it. Alabama doesn't play for the field goal. They play for the touchdown. That's how they recruit. They don't recruit to get into the red zone. They recruit to score touchdowns right? That's what they do. That's their mentality. And maybe that's our fault for having a coaching staff that doesn't realize that. Shea Patterson plays for the field goal. Now, is that because Jim Harbaugh's up his ass forcing him to play for the field goal because Jim Harbaugh's scared? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I have no clue what the fuck's going on with this team. I really don't. I, I know this is all probably rambling bullshit, but I'm telling you, it, none of this makes sense And where we need to be going. Shea Patterson should have never made it past the Wisconsin game. Now listen, he had a great three games towards the end because he finally seemed to figure some stuff out. And great for him. All right, great for him. He went from not being drafted to being the sixth round easy, right? Okay, maybe even seventh round. Fine. But is that what we're playing for? What? What? I mean, is it that there really is a cancer in the locker room? And how did that cancer get there? I mean, there's so many questions you got to figure the fuck out about this team. I just don't know what it is because when they go out there, it's ridiculous, and we're just getting exposed. Or is it that it, we are a team? That is a good team, a solid team, but we're trying to make a leap to greatness, right? We're trying to make the leap to the elite. And just in life, it's hard to become elite in anything you do, unless you're like Ryan Day, who was born on third base, and your daddy is giving you everything you need. Like Big Daddy Urban has given everything little Ryan Day, that real rat-faced motherfucker, needs to be successful. Well, if that's the case, then yeah, I guess being elite's easy. But when you aren't elite, like we aren't, and you're trying to make that leap, then I guess there are growing pains that we need to deal with. I'm very conflicted with this, as you can tell.
But if it was me, if Adam Brewer took over the Michigan, the Michigan Wolverine team, I would fire Don Brown. I would hug him, tell him how much I love what he did for this university and everything that he has accomplished for us. But I would wish him a good day, and I would give him, I would help him in any way, shape, or form, find him another job or wherever he wants to go. I would do it. But then I would say goodbye to him, get Chris Partridge in there, and let him know that he saw what went on for the last few years, and it's unacceptable. And then I would, hell or high water, I would fucking break it down to our quarterbacks and say, if any of you think you're going to give a Shea Patterson-type performance, which is mediocre at best, I will run you the fuck out of this program. Or you will sit and be and be a part of the concession stand with Ben Van Sumeren and Brickhead Mason. I will fucking make sure you don't do a goddamn thing in this university from here on out. And I would recruit the best goddamn cold-blooded killers I could find on a fucking football field to overcome anything. That's what I would do. And I'll be honest, I don't... I really like... Uh, Dylan McCaffrey, but to me, he's injury prone. To me, he, he runs first before he'll throw. And I want a guy who will throw first before he runs. And I really do believe that Milton is that guy. I believe Joe Milton has the ability, has the mental processing, has the arm, has everything you need, the height. He will be able to see when Nico Collins is, is, uh, wide open. He'll have that. We need that kind of quarterback. I will, I, because as you saw with LSU this year, when you get a high-level quarterback, everything fucking changes. Because let's face it, if Shea hits any one of those passes, that game changes. Because that's first downs. That's 20-yard gains. That's a touchdown, right? There were at least... Two touchdowns he missed. One with fucking DPJ that he got off and he looked good. Wide open, missed it. Then Nico Collins missed it. Those That could be 14 potential points that we missed out on. Because Shea couldn't see it. Couldn't see it outside of his mental acuity. His mental acuity couldn't see it. Could Out of his football IQ had no clue where it was at. Get a quarterback. Spend your life trying to find that quarterback, and I think we have him. But if we just go with next man up, we're fucked. We are absolutely 100% fucked if the next man up always gets hurt. Because I love Dylan McCaffrey, and I think he's fucking super talented. I really do. But he has played 19 games or something like that or been in 19 games or available for 19 games and the kid was out 9 out of those 19 games. So you're telling me he's not injury prone? Come on. It's not it, the, he's he's kitschy at best. Like I I want to believe he could be it. I really do. But when I see him, I see a thin-framed, very calm, good leadership quarterback that will get hurt. <laughs> and then, doesn't matter what kind of great leader you are if you're on the fucking sideline. We need a big kid with a big arm and knows the system. 
and I really do believe that's Joe Milton. 6'5", six, 6'7", six, six, whatever, he's a big fucking kid. And he's well into the 230s size-wise. They say he can throw the ball close to 80 yards. This is the kid we should hook our wagon up to and hope for the best, right? But if not, if he can't do it, get Cade McNamara in there. If not, get the fucking Towboy in there. I don't give a shit who the fuck it is, but you go for phenomenal. You go for Heisman quality. And right now, I don't see Dylan McCaffrey being Heisman quality because if you play five out of 12 games, you can't win the Heisman. That is my main, and you know, I. if you guys have listened to this program, you know I am a huge Dylan McCaffrey fan. Huge. I love the kid. But the more I think about this and the more I watch Joe Burrow just dominate college football with that team in every pass play, you know how they beat Oklahoma in such a fucking dominating performance? Because every pass Joe Burrow made was right where it needed to be. Right where it needed to be. On the biggest stage. When it needed to be done. Joe Burrow made the passes. Tua makes the passes when he needs to be. For God's sakes, Mac Jones made the passes that needed to be made when they needed to be made. Shea Patterson has never done that on a consistent basis throughout his whole career at Michigan. And I am glad that he is going. I wish him all the luck in the world. If he makes a a fucking uh, travel team or a practice squad team in the NFL, God bless him. I wish him the best of luck in the NFL. I hope he gets drafted. I really do, and I wish he finds his way. But good riddance, goodbye. Thank you for everything you've done. See you later. Because this loss was on him, this loss was on Don Brown, and this loss was on the fucking cornerbacks. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And then after a while, of course, Najee Harris is going to run for over 100 yards because the defensive line keeps wearing down when our offense can't move the ball because our quarterback overthrows everybody. Everyone. (laughs) So... I mean, this is what it is, right? This is where we're at. This is what we need to think about going into the offseason. Jim Harbaugh tomorrow needs to talk to Don Brown and let him go. Keep Chris Partridge so he doesn't go to Ole Miss. Let the youth come up into this. Not to be scared of what's going to go on. And just do it. And then instead of saying, next man up, literally and truly have a straight quarterback competition and whoever wins, let him win. But do not say, well, just because Dylan McCaffrey's number two, that's who we're going with. Or we're going to find ourselves again where the quarterback gets hurt or we're wondering what's going on or just, I just, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm so frustrated right now. I just, I don't know. But it was obvious. Shea Patterson fucked us. And that's just like I said, he's a streaky kid. If this game would have been played a week after the Ohio State game, I think he would have had a much better game. He needs to stay in motion constantly. Constantly.
and that's not what happened. So on our biggest stage, we never come up big, and that's just the way it goes, plain and simple. I do find it funny, though, that uh, this is completely random and just popped in my head, that uh, all you Michigan State, all you little brother fans are talking shit now because you happen to win a bowl game, and we haven't. Well, kudos to you. What are you, seven and six? Good for you. You played an awful team. What was that? Wake Forest? No, not even Wake. I don't even know who the fuck you played. That old oh, Memphis, wasn't it? I was some no, it was Wake Forest. See, that's how little that's how little the the talent of a team that you played. And you guys are going to talk massive shit like you've accomplished something. That's hilarious to me. Yeah, we lost our bowl game. And we lost convincingly. But there's a big difference when you play Bama than when you play Wake fucking Forest in the Go Tie Your Shoe Bowl. All right? Big difference. Um, Jerry Judy, there, anyone in that stadium where you guys were at playing in that bowl game couldn't have guarded Jerry Judy. Michigan plays Wake Forest. We win. They go tie your shoe bowl as well. It's not an accomplishment. If you if you pick on a small person and beat them up, does that make you the toughest guy in the world? I'm just curious. If you beat up a short, fat person, and then somebody else goes and loses to a much like Mike Tyson, does that make you better than the person who lost to Mike Tyson because you beat up on a short, fat person? No. But then again, you're Michigan State fans, so I don't expect you to really understand high-level thinking. I don't. Because you still think Mark D'Antoni had a, was the reason why you were good. It's hilarious. Like You actually thought that he was the reason why your whole university turned around. Not because of the environment in which your fucking program turned around. You're morons. So goodbye. I'm tired. I'm th so I'll get back to us. And I know that was random, but it was just in my head for a second, and now it's gone. But that's all I'm saying is we we were outclassed defensive wise, um, defensive back wise. Anyways, Shea's gone. Good riddance. Good luck in the NFL, though. I really do wish him luck in that. I I hope that he finds his his calling, whatever that is. But that's really the takeaway, right? I mean, first of all, no one's good enough to go into the NFL right now. If you are a Michigan football player and you're thinking of going into the NFL, outside of Bredesen um, and Wayne U, uh, you know what, even Ruiz. If Ruiz wants to try it, try the waters, it's a deep, deep center draft this year. But he, he played well. He played great, right? Um but if you're a skilled position player, uh, no, the NFL's not for you right now. You need to come back and prove something, right? Because I would love to see a Nico Collins actually live up to his full potential because we've got a quarterback that can see him and not be afraid to throw the fucking ball to him. And when he throws the ball, it actually gets close to where he can catch it. Instead of eight miles over his head or to the left of him or to the right of him or wherever the fuck Shea throws those balls. So, uh, so no, 
DPJ, if you're going to go to the NFL, good luck. I really do because you're one of my favorite players. I really enjoyed watching you at Michigan. But, no. Uh, and I don't think it's all your fault. I really don't. I think Ohio State was your fault for all those drops. But for the majority of the season, you had a quarterback that couldn't find you when you were wide open. Same thing, Nico Collins. You had a quarterback that couldn't find you when you were open. So I truly feel sorry for you guys because you were underutilized. So that's why I hope and I pray that next season we find our guy. I'm going to say it's Milton. I have changed my thinking. I admit for the majority of this year, I was a run DMC kid. I was all about it. I have changed my mind. I really like him. I really do. But I don't think he's the answer. And the my biggest fear is I don't want to see us go with another bad quarterback and then our Joe Burrow leaves and goes somewhere else and becomes Joe Burrow. That's what I'm worried about. I don't want to see that. So I'm going to get out of here. But for the most part, Michigan looked good today except for two massive problems our cornerbacks and how they're either being coached or the defensive uh scheme in which they play in put them at a disadvantage and well we've seen that all year long right i mean wisconsin completely outclassed by a, a wide receiving core that we shouldn't have been outclassed by um, but our whole defense was a mess that game. So that's a whole defensive fail on that one. Penn State, same thing. We had better communication, better play in our defensive backfield. We win that game, right? We win it because they don't get that game-winning touchdown, that 53, 54-yard long blast to uh, Handler. Doesn't happen, right? Ohio State. Uh, there's so much going on with Ohio State. I do think we get hosed by the officiating because Jeff Acuna holds on to everyone. If you couldn't see that in the Clemson game, you guys must be blind. But uh, still, uh, defensive backs fucked that up. Well, the defense fucked it all up. I went over it in the last one. I'm not going to rehash such old wounds or fresh wounds, I guess I should say. And then this one, Alabama. Outclass, but those wide receivers are truly legit. I mean, Jerry, Judy, motherfucker. Wow. I mean, wow. Uh, that's all you need to say, right? Fire Don Brown. Hope the new guy, hopefully we hire, you know, Chris Partridge. Keep him there. Uh, hopefully he's he's it right hopefully he understands what has been missing lacking and he he shores up some stuff and then find our quarterback you know so we're close we're close because even though i bag on our defensive backs vincent gray showed that he could keep up with some of those guys which was impressive. This Selden kid, Andre Selden, who's coming in as a true freshman next year, looks like the real deal. Plus, he's got that attitude that you need. Like, I can't wait to see what this kid does because he, I really do believe, he may be one to be the fucking vocal leader that you need to create a great culture behind. 
right? A great defensive culture behind. I really do believe it. He could. He's got the nastiness of a of a Ty Law behind him. You know what I mean? Ty Law was never as gifted as Charles Woodson, but Ty Law was just as good. You know, he was smart. He was crafty. He wasn't the fastest guy. He was always. He was never the fastest guy. But he always kept up with the best. He always knew how to play the game. And I think Andre Seldon could be that Ty Law. And I'm very excited to see what this kid's all about. So we're close. We're really close. But this is what hurts, is that we have to be realistic and we can't allow feelings to fuck up our growth. That's where we're at at this point in time. So goodbye, Don Brown. I hope that's what happens. I do wish you the best of luck wherever you go. Whatever mid-major college team you decide to coach, you will be amazing at it, and you will do well at it. And then when you play like a Division One or a, a Power Five conference team, you'll get smoked. But until then, you're going to look great like you did at Boston College. So good luck, Doc Brown. Love you, man. I It hurts me to say goodbye to you, but we got to say it. And then goodbye, Shea Patterson. Welcome to whatever practice squad team will uh, draft you. Uh, and Harbaugh, please, dear God, please figure out this quarterback thing because we are one dynamic quarterback player away from really making some noise for a few years. We have got the talent wide receiver-wise. We've got the talent running back-wise. We've got great tight ends coming up. We've got a solid offensive line. I mean, these young kids coming up, I really do have a lot of faith in. That's why I hope Ruiz stays so he can help cultivate that, you know, like help them mature, really get them back in with Warner. They have been nothing but phenomenal. Um, we've got a lot of great pieces. We just have to quit, tr quit allowing loyalty and our feelings, Jim Harbaugh, to fuck us up. Shea Patterson should have sat after midway through the third. Should have been sitting because it was apparent he didn't have it today. But anyways, I'm going to get out of here. I'm sorry to keep you guys this long. Um, I'm hopeful but saddened in a way you know what i mean like i know we all have to know that right so dear god i mean dear college football gods please send us send us our our quarterback send us our joe burrow please let it be milton let it be run dmc i don't give a shit who it is but let us just have that first round quarterback and let's just see what we can do with it Please, college football, Jesus, let that fucking happen. So I'll get going. But guys, like I always say, even after a loss, it's still great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It really is. I love this team. I do. It's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.